The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Hello everybody and welcome to the Fox Score Breakdown for Thursday the 14th of January. I'm Mr. Jolly of Sydney, the one half of the hosting duo of this show. The other one is Scotty Harland, aka The Harlander. He is at The Harlander 23, Lander 23 on Twitter. Uh, you can guess who his favourite player growing up was, like half of Australians his age. It was Michael Jordan, of course. Shout out to the big knobs from hoop-ball.com as ever Aaron Baruski and Dan Brasbrass from Fantasy NBA Today's podcast. Um, get involved and support one of the best things going in the Fantasy NBA world. That is hoop-ball.com. Check out the great content over there. Uh, I am very excited today because there's been some absolutely mad box scores today and just so much going on. But also, I'm very excited. We've got Brent, the middleman here, who describes himself as a uh, middle American, middle just about everything. But I listened to some stuff you're doing today, mate. Dramatic reading of the digital comic on... Uh, YouTube, geez, what what is, is there anything you can't do? No, you know uh, I am I'm a triple threat, just like just like our man Bowl Bowl and our man Keldon Johnson can do it all. <laughs> there you go. So you're not gonna you're not gonna read a little bit of this for us, are you? We got to go. You have to go and check it out. On you got to go uh, to my YouTube channel, uh, The Middleman, and you could see. Uh, you could see me embarrass myself in front of uh, thousands of people in some cases <laughs> on those videos. Uh, um, there you go. And, of course, you can check him out on Twitter. He is Brent Middleman, B-R-E-N-T, Brent Middleman, all one word on Twitter. You can also check him out on Discord where he is one of the expert uh, guys doing fantasy basketball advice and things like that. You can get one-to-one advice from him. I know I hit him up during the week and – Brent, let's start off the show by you helping me out with that uh, with that Roto League where I'm third and you're still, I think, 10th or 11th. Uh, as long as you don't get within three places of me, this is okay, isn't it? You got to bring that up every week in the one league. <laughs> <laughs> I think like like most people, you know, you feel like you have a strong draft and then this has just been a crazy year with people with, in- with freak injuries and COVID and, you know, it's really hard to get a read on where your team at is at right now so i've been telling a lot of people like don't panic we're 11 12 games in there people have missed games there's been weird injuries just trust your draft <laughs> trust the hoop ball experts you know who who did the rankings for you and you know give it a month you know before you panic too much oh my god just as we're um doing this yusuf nurkic has suffered a broken right wrist just literally blew up two minutes ago. Oh, yes, I'm talking about freak injuries. Wow! Holy guacamole! That is um, <laughs> that is crazy. Gravinus so, Counter, if he is available, and Harry Giles. <laughs> yeah, so that was one in the preseason, wasn't it? We talked about um, Harry Giles. Would you grab? Would you grab Giles and drop just about anybody? No, not not just about anyone, but you know, if you've been hanging on, it's. T- I mean, there's been so many so many end of the bench guys, but uh, you know, if you were one of those people who ran out to grab Nicholas Claxton, uh, you know, uh, I would I would drop Claxton uh, for Giles. I, um, I'd rather have Giles and wait on him. I, I, if you maybe with Chetty Osman, he might be someone you might consider dropping because they're about to get really crowded with uh, 
Torian Prince ending up in Cleveland. Um, you know, I mean, I definitely, I definitely get rid of an end of the bench guy. Mm. Wow. Holy guacamole. That is crazy news. I have Nurkic in a couple of teams. That just killed my mojo. I was about to show off about how good my team is going and how I've lost Nurkic on a few teams. Uh, that Nurk, is... might be, Nurk might be the most popular name I've seen on the Discord. It, it just, should I buy low? Should I trade for him? So many two-for-ones. or And I've told people, I said, you know, be careful maybe you know the bubble might have been his ceiling um you know so you know i hope people listened i obviously didn't expect him to get hurt or anything i just didn't think he was going to be maybe the nurk we hoped we would see but he was starting to just show signs of that life too the last couple games so this, this is a rough one yeah so broken right wrist is that probably that's probably the season isn't it or what do you think yeah because well cat Anthony Towns is what his left wrist. Mm. Um, I mean, but his right, I think he nurks right handed. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, that's bad news. I mean, look at, look at what happened with Curry last year and his broken hand. Uh, yeah, I would, I would think it's at least, at least six to eight weeks at minimum. Mm. And then one of the issues with this too, depending on what league you're in, if you've only got two IR spots, I've got I've got him on a team with Kyrie, I think. So I've already got them there. I've got somebody else. I think I had TJ Warren stashed somewhere, but I've had to drop him just because I don't have enough spots. Yeah, that's going to be a big issue. I know I'm in a bunch of uh, dynasty leagues, and there's been a lot of chatter about should we expand the the IR spots? Should we go to more? And it's always hard to make a to make a change like that mid season, but. It's it's definitely something that's affecting everyone. So some teams are going to, have to make really tough decisions. Like, is Warren worth waiting on? Uh, is you know, I definitely don't think Nurk Nurk is. If it is a broken right wrist, I mean, obviously, don't panic. Wait, wait for more information. Um, but you know, until it's confirmed, I know everyone likes to get a jump on things. But for example, it looks like Bog uh, Bogdanovich's injury may not be quite as bad as we thought mm. with his knee. Uh, so you know that type of stuff does does happen. But uh, yeah, I mean, the IR thing is going to be is going to be an issue all year. It's just one of it's you know just take solace in that it's affecting most everybody. It'd be a shame though if the winners of all these leagues are the ones who had the least amount of COVID cases. Yeah, well, it might end up being like that. So one of the yeah. things what we planned to do today, we've just lost a little bit of time for it, was to talk through a couple of things: just hardened trade, fallout, COVID uh, tactics, uh, dealing with that, and um, some rookie stuff before we jump into some of the games together. Uh, Let's see. Let's just do some quick hits on a few of these things. Harden trade. So Kyrie, buy low, sell low. Like how low should I go if I'm going to sell Kyrie? Uh, that's a tough one. You know, it, the news has been a little more encouraging. Uh, and I got to feel like he's going to want to come back and play at this point now that Harden's on the team. So I definitely wouldn't sell too low on, on Kyrie. I, I think one of the ones that came up I saw was like around like a Lowry for Kyrie. That one I might consider just because Lowry always plays and and is is more consistent and, and I like that consistency. I hate when a guy's gonna randomly sit out. But I, I wouldn't uh bail on Kyrie just yet. The news is pretty positive. Okay. Well that is good to hear. Um what about in with the Nets? Uh Harris, Bruce Brown, are these guys worth holding once uh Harden gets there? I don't think think so uh yeah i i think once harden is there with kd i mean those guys are going to absorb a lot of usage joe harris i I could see hanging on to bruce brown uh is definitely going to end up taking a back seat the the net that that i think gained the most here is deandre jordan and i think a sleeper guy on the nets for deeper leagues uh, because claxton doesn't look like he's really anywhere near returning is jeff green i think he's someone who who might be kind of a sleeper if you're in a deeper you know, 14 and team and up, maybe 16 team and up uh, type of league. Okay, let's do this live. So Cantor is gone everywhere. God, I'm good at multitasking. I looked <laughs> I looked in all my eight Fantrax leagues and eight Yahoo leagues. He's gone in every single spot. Giles is available. Now, if I add Harry Giles, can I drop uh, Monty Morris, Patty Mills, Joe Harris, um, Hamadou Diallo, who's been doing good, or Nikhil Alexander-Walker. This is a league where I'm streaming like four spots because uh, I've got I mean, injuries. Drop Walker right now and grab Giles. Okay. Done. 
I love this. This is like like this. By the way, guys, this is what you get <laughs> if you join if you join the Discord. It's probably a good time to do a shout out for that. What I just got was live advice from Brent. The kind of advice you can get every day if you join the Discord. If you get across to uh, Hoop dash ball.com and look on the main page you can find all of the subscription stuff the fantasy pass is what you need it's still the best deal in the industry at 4.99 a month and now we're into the regular season there's zero commitment sign up for one month it's only five bucks i know you're going to love it because you're going to get brent you're going to get other people like brent you're going to get some people might even be better than him that's hard to imagine but uh, you never know (laughs) you never know and there'll certainly be there's plenty it's a great spot (laughs) I was fishing there for you to be modest after you said earlier that you were the triple the triple threat. Um, Continue. Yeah, there you go. So the Fantasy Pass has everything you'll need to dominate. It's got the appraiser tools, schedule, screaming charts, pickups, drops, and this new, newest and coolest feature, the Discord server. You want to be part of this. It's like a Slack kind of chat thing with lots of different threads. There's a tweet storm there every day with summaries of the games by uh, uh, Kingy here in Australia, one of the top editors there, or by Dan Bresbris from Fantasy NBA Today. Check it out. Head over to hoop-ball.com and click on the Fantasy Pass ad just below the main media wall. Uh, Other ones, very, very quick hits here. So coronavirus, we're talking about this. What do you do when you're streaming in weeklies? There's not really much you can do if you're streaming in weekly leagues other than sort of see what's happening early the following week and make adjustments in terms of who you stream. Um, dailies, it's a bit easier because, you know, obviously things happen, but, you know, hopefully you find out sometimes if things are postponed in advance. So we know the suns are postponed. We know there are certain games that are postponed, but then also when there is individual players out like Zion, the only reason that I had Nikhil Alexander-Walker and I've got um, Hart, Josh Hart, is because there's so many guys out at the moment in New Orleans, the injuries and with Zion out, I know that those are good streams. So is there anything particular for weeklies or dailies that people can do other than just sort of stay abreast of the news? And also, as you said, don't be too hasty to drop people who might have full season value. Um, yes, definitely. Uh, like you said, don't be too hasty. Um, be careful, you know, offering trades too early. I mean, I don't think we have a really good idea on what everybody is going to do for the season here. It's very easy to start the season in a nine game slump and, and then pick it up. So, you know, I, I wouldn't panic too early. I wouldn't, um, you know, try to jump on these selling high offers, uh, but you know there are there are situations where you know it's definitely warranted like i'll give two examples so one would be like chris boucher i think if you have an opportunity to grab him and people are still sort of down on him uh he's someone who looks like uh he's going to be the steal of the draft and uh is going to be doing this all season long i don't see any reason why he would slow down so if you're going to look to target somebody that's someone to look at um, you know, if you're going for, if you have like an Aiton is the other guy, he's sort of the opposite end. You know, he's someone you got really high in the draft and it, you could maybe sell him just based off name value alone. So that's one thing I try to do is, is you'll be surprised. A lot of newbies to, to fantasy, they, they tend to go off name value and not off actual fantasy value. So you can grab a guy like Boucher because they've never heard of him before, or you can sell a guy like Aiton for more than he's worth because of the name value. Yes. Okay. Let's jump into some more quick hits. I think we might we might follow up with a bit of a deeper dive on the rookies next week because that's just sort of blown away some of our setup time there. But uh, the topic that I wanted to talk about, which leads into some of them playing today, were the rookie performances this year. And based on my analysis, there's really two rookies that are the big standouts. Halliburton, who uh, is the 40th on a per-game basis, averaging 13-3, six assists, 2.53s on a 5.41 and 8.18 slash. Oh, that is beautiful. Uh, where does this guy finish? Yeah. Oh, Halliburton. Uh, he, I mean, if he wasn't, you know, Fox and, and Heald weren't all of a sudden playing really great again, you know, I, I would think, uh, you know, he... he he definitely finishes probably number one among the rookies. And and I'm taking into account LaMelo Ball too, we're probably going to talk about next. Um, so I, I think he's just in a, in a situation, but I think they're going to, he's going to get a lot of playing time, just like ball over in Charlotte where they have the two good guards, but they're going to be able to work him in. Uh, whew, I mean, I think if he continues the way he's going, he could 
He could win rookie of the year, but I have a feeling Ball may win just because of that that name, <laughs> just knowing that, uh, you know, being more of a popular pick. But I think amongst fantasy people, Halliburton uh, is some guy who you're lucky to grab off waivers and and he's going to be right up there for not only rookie of the year, but, you know, fantasy steal of the year off the off the uh, waiver wire. Now, prior to today, LaMelo Ball, the aforementioned, he was 69th on a per-game basis with a 15-8-8 eight, and eight average, two steals on a much less impressive uh, point, uh, 0.408 and 692 slash for the field goal percentage and the three throw percentage. But today, he had an absolute monster, which we'll read when we get to the game. He will probably be inside the top 60 or something after today, which was pretty incredible. Yeah, I think, I think he could definitely finish probably, I mean, I mean, I want to say top 40 is his ceiling. I mean, if if Charlotte moves him into the starting lineup and he starts to get some extra run, uh, he could he's definitely putting up top 40 numbers. And, and a funny thing to think about is, is he going to finish better than Lonzo? Nobody mm. would have thought that before, uh, you know, the beginning of the year. Uh, and I think there's a good chance that he finishes better in the rankings than Lonzo. And uh, back to Halliburton, I think he uh, I think he definitely can be a top 60 player for sure. Now, let's do some really quick hits on these other ones. Precious um, Achua, uh, 300 on the season. Bless you. Thank you. But the, you, you saw Scotty's terrible dad joke humor on the uh, <laughs> the last title that he did with that. God help us. Um, he was He's 300 on the season, but his starting performance, the last game ranked as a top 60 line. He had 17 and 13, and today he's had a double-double again. This is a case where once Bam comes back, he doesn't really have 12-team value, does he? I wouldn't think so. I mean, he's definitely earned himself some more minutes in real life, but he's definitely one of those uh, COVID, uh, the guy benefiting from the COVID. So uh, if you stream Precious, uh, good for you, but start planning on who you're going to drop him for uh, once Bam's back. Now, another one in that ma- in that sort of uh, area, but who might actually be, hold, be a hold is uh, Tyrese Maxey from the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, he, had mm-hmm. a, he started again today, had 16 points, but... Will that go away when Seth Curry comes back? Yeah, I mean, uh, he's played so well. And then, of course, Shake Milton is playing great coming back. Uh, So that's going to be kind of a three-headed monster there at shooting guard for them. Uh, I think both they're so dynamic. I think that uh, I I have a bad feeling that they're going to sort of trade off good games between the three of them. And it's going to be really frustrating to try to to try to guess who's going to go off and to own them, but I do think uh, they are all holds right now until we see how the playing time shakes out. They're just too good to to throw back without at least seeing how it goes. Now we did have other names that we were going to discuss here, but I think let's save them till next week and we can do a sort of part two of this because I've got Peyton Pritchard who we haven't seen for the last week, um, Avdija who's missed games because of the postponements. I'd like to see a little bit more of Patrick Williams, just seeing what's happening with Otto out, how he plays. Wiseman is someone. Now, maybe we could just do a very quick hit on Wiseman. We holding Wiseman or not? He's outside the top uh, 100. He's in 221 now on Yahoo. Is he a hold or is he a drop for, say, Harry Giles? No, Wiseman's definitely. I, I say Wiseman's a hold. Uh, this, but take it from someone who doesn't own him anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think he definitely is a hold. Probably ba- based on where you draft him, you drafted him. You got to hold on to him. He's getting better every game. He's learning to stay out of foul trouble. He's getting you those real valuable blocks, uh, and and he can knock down threes too. So he's sort of like a, a poor man's uh, Christian Wood right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, but I, I think throughout the year, he's just going to get better and better. He's so dynamic. He, he's playing, you know, I watch, I'm a big warrior fan. So I watch every game and, and I could see the improvement. He's moving his feet more and not just reaching with his arms. Like he could get away with in high school, but he's moving his feet. He's getting in front of people and the warriors are playing great team defense. So it's, it's giving him opportunity, a lot of opportunities for blocks. So I stick with Wiseman just because it's hard to find that type of uh, player. And, and I think he's going to get better throughout the year. Okay, well, let's jump into the first game on the slate, which was the Miami Heat up against the Philadelphia 76ers. And the 76ers ran out winners 125 to 108. I love the photograph on NBA Today's web, uh, NBA.com uh, website, which has got uh, a, a picture of uh, Shake Milton looking very, very pleased with himself because he had an absolute <laughs> 
massive game did shake. But let's start with Miami because they're the visiting team. Precious had 10 points, 11 rebounds, two assists. He was only on six shots for four from six for the field. Tyler Hero has been an up-and-down guy this season. He had 17 points, six rebounds, and three assists. Duncan Robinson had 22 points. He's providing that good, deep value. Kelly Olynyk had a bit of a down night shooting-wise, only five for 13, but he had 12.6 rebounds and four assists. Let's have a look at one of these streaming, the COVID streamers we can call them, Gabe Vincent, 21 points, <laughs> eight assists. Uh, he's another one you're just going to have to let go. Yes, uh, he, he, he's going to lose everything once uh, Butler gets back and Drogic is healthy. Uh, but, man, he looks good. Uh, Miami's got some great young rookies. They should be really excited about, about the future coming off a of finals appearance. Now, Max Struess was someone you wanted to hit. He had 11 points, seven rebounds, one assist, one steal. Tell me about Maxi. Yeah, I mean, this this guy was a real popular name in my real deep dynasty drafts. Uh, sort of a not a guy you think about, you know, if you're just a casual NBA fan, but in fantasy, definitely a name to watch if you're in, in a deeper dynasty league or even in shallower dynasty leagues where you can keep uh, rookies in a, in, a, in a minor league spot. Uh, he looks good. His shot's really pure. Uh, he's, he's, you know, he's your prototypical, uh, you know, bigger wing uh, shooter guy. So uh, I like Struess a lot uh, for those deeper dynasty leagues. Nice one. Now, Shake Milton was the guy we talked about. He had 31 points on 11 for 15 shooting, three for four from deep, six for six from the foul line. He also had seven assists, two steals and a block. Gee, he was keen to get back from this COVID break and show who's, showed Maxi that uh, you're not taking my six-man spot. For sure, you know, competition breeds uh, a game like this, I guess. Knowing and well, how Seth Curry was playing too. Uh, you know, I got to pat myself on the back. I've been, I've been uh, a big shake guy since the beginning. You could ask anyone on the Discord. Uh, you know, the the COVID thing really threw kind of a wrench in that, and he got dropped in a lot of places. Make sure he's not available uh, in your leagues. Uh, and get him on your roster. I wouldn't worry about Seth Curry coming back or Maxi. Shake was the guy before he went down. He'll continue to get uh, those six-man minutes. I compared him to uh, a young Lou Williams uh, coming off the bench, and, and I think that's the kind of production you can expect most nights. Okay, back to my multitasking. Am I adding Harry Giles and dropping Naz Reed? That's a good question. I, I think uh, Naz Reed has, or sorry, uh, Giles probably has more upside. Uh, although, you know, uh, Cantor hurt Nurk a lot. So he's definitely not going to help Harry Giles. So uh, I think that's a case of uh, Giles has a little bit higher ceiling than Naz. Um, so if, if you're willing to take that, that roll the dice, I, I think it's a good one. I think it's a pretty good bet. Well, I am, and I just added him. And once again, this is the kind of help you get when you join Discord because sometimes it's just like I could make the decision myself, but now I can blame Brent for it if it goes wrong later. <laughs> sometimes you just need that you either need that little push to remind you that hey this is okay you can do it yeah, it's yeah. going to be all right or uh hey you know why don't you just slow down and and take a second yeah, yeah, yeah. uh talk you off the cliff for sure for sure uh ben simmons had 10 points 10 rebounds 12 assists just eight shots gee he just stacks up the stats even on quiet shooting nights doesn't he uh, he does. It was funny. His name came up in, in one of my message boards. I don't think it was Discord or not, but someone said, uh, does anyone ever win with Ben Simmons on their team? And I, I can't remember a championship team in one of my fantasy leagues where Ben Simmons was on it, but he is he's starting to get more efficient from the free throw line. He's starting to attempt threes. I mean, he if with if you can build right around him, he he fills up that that box score. Um, you just have to be really smart, and it, it's just a really careful build uh, around him. But I definitely think uh, he's going to be on a lot of winning teams, uh, possibly this season or going forward, just just for his skill level. And Danny Green, I just lost the page with his box score. He was reasonably good again. I think he had sixteen points or something like that. Danny uh, Green, twelve points, six 12? boards, three assists, That's four right. threes, the four threes. That was the thing. The threes. Um, he is a hold, isn't he? Even when he has those terrible shooting nights. Yeah, I mean, if you if you got Danny, he's he his role is going to be there. This is basically what this. I mean, this is a good night for him. Uh, and and you if you have him, you have him because you need threes, and and he's definitely not going to let you down there. Mm. 
the next game on the slate was the Charlotte Hornets. Gee, they're one of the most exciting teams. They're, they're like the uh, NBA League Pass, like top five. They've definitely got to be up there with the Kings for me because the Kings, the Kings are good to watch. I've got a lot of Rashawn Holmes, but. Uh, Gee, they went down by three points to the Raptors, who have started picking up. And the photograph on NBA.com is Chris Boucher. We'll get to him in a moment. Charlotte Hornets were the uh, visiting team. And for them, PJ Washington. Geez, I'm glad that I held him. That That's an example, I think, of what you were talking about. It might have even been you who said to me, you know, maybe just hold him for a little bit longer because people were talking about him as a drop. He had 20 points, 11 rebounds, one assist, one steal, Two blocks, seven for 14 from the field, 33 minutes. Now, of course, Haywood was not playing, uh, but, uh, gee, you're glad you held on to him, aren't you? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I've been getting, I've been seeing a lot of, uh, should I make this trade? And almost all of them are, are trading away PJ Washington. And, and I, I say, no, I like PJ. You should hang on to him. And he's getting a lot more, he's getting time at center. So hopefully he starts getting that center designation on a lot of the sites where he's not, where he's only listed as a power forward, because that'll help a lot if he gets that center designation. But yeah, he, this is what he's capable of double doubles with threes, with blocks. I mean, what else do you want out of your, out of your power forward or your center in, in fantasy? He's, he's got it all. He's just a young guy. So there's going to be off nights, but don't let an off night, uh, throw you because he's still probably got th- two or three more games that week that he's going to do great so you know just be careful not to overreact to an off night when you know a guy's got got the talent like pj does now caleb martin started for uh charlotte uh, not really worth reading out what he did which wasn't very much biombo is still there probably just a deeper league stream isn't he bismack yeah, I've been, I've been streaming him just in in leagues where I need blocks or field goal percentage, and and yeah, he, I mean he's he he is what he is. So uh, I actually just dropped him in a league for Giles. <laughs> so that's something I, I would consider because Zeller's going to be back at some point. It's going to totally erase his value. And Miles Bridges uh, had a, just a mare kind of uh, mare, not a nightmare, a mare as in M E H mare, not that great. Just 12, 12, 12 yeah. points, uh, two boards, three assists. Terry Rosier had 22 points, three rebounds, five assists, two steals, one block. He's still providing really crazy value, but I think he still remains a sell high. The most exciting thing, though, for the Hornets was Lamella Ball. He had 14 points. There we go with my brogue. He had 14 points, six rebounds 11 assists three steals one block two three-pointers he was right on his season kind of um, low 40s for the shooting six for 14 but if you don't care about that with the rest of that line that's beautiful isn't it well i mean in just 26 minutes so i mean uh graham and rogier both got 37 minutes if ball if ball can supplant one of those guys which would probably be graham in the starting lineup and get and start getting you know that flips and he's getting the 37 minutes i mean sky's the limit for this kid like he that's top 30 to better i mean the stats that he puts up uh, i've watched him play a bunch he's really calm out there the the court vision is legit he's got a lot of athleticism he's, he can block shots from the guard position you got to be really happy with yourself in a dynasty league if you were able to snag ball. And if, uh, yeah, even if you just drafted him, even at his ADP, it looks like he's going to pay off. Give me a name of someone that you would give up to get him someone good in, in, in redraft. Oh, that's, you're going to put me on the spot with that one. Uh, so who would I give up? Oh, let me, let me throw some names at you. Would you give up Kyle Lowry? No. So we're looking at guys fifth round. I might, I might give up Lonzo Ball. <laughs> so, um, so we're still looking at fifth, fifth, sixth round guys that you would swap for him, rather than yes. fourth round. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that that field goal percentage is still pretty rough. Yeah. Um, but if he moves into the starting position and starts getting over thirty minutes regularly, I might consider, uh, you know, someone someone up there like a Fox or something, even uh, just. You know, but but I, the, a lot has to change first. But I mean, based on his ADP, you got to be thrilled. Um, but I'm not giving up a guy who's you know getting 30 plus minutes a night. What about the MacGyver type guys? Like, obviously, you'd give up Rocco because he just looks bad. But let me throw these at you: Rocco, OG Ananobi. Uh, what about McCall Bridges? McCall's been he's the one of those that's been really good. But all of them were in that sort of 60 to 80 range where Lamelo is right now in terms of their draft. I would give up any of those guys for Lamelo. Actually, I, I think you you found my sweet spot. Uh, uh, yeah, I would. 
Yeah, I'd be a little hesitant. I'm not, I mean, I'm not as huge on Mikel as everyone else. I think he's he's starting to break out of it a little bit, but he's still pretty inconsistent. And, and I think LaMelo is going to give you more consistent across the board numbers. Okay, that makes sense. Speaking of OG Adenobi, he plays for the Toronto Raptors. They're the other half of this game. He had 13 points, five rebounds, two assists, three steals, one block. There's that MacGyver stuff I talk about, just filling up yep. those different categories. Only had nine shots. He doesn't have a lot, and his field goal percentage is not that great. He had four for nine from the field, three for four from the foul line. Occasionally, he'll screw that up a bit for you, but you did two threes today, which is a bonus from him. That's the kind of value you get from him. Pascal Siakam is somebody who has been a buy low. He had 15.7 rebounds, four assists, but three steals and a block is nice. 15 shots to six for 15 from the field. He's picking it up a bit, isn't he? Yeah, his playmaking numbers are have been really impressive and and I I was a big Siakam guy preseason a big Siakam guy as a buy low uh this guy I mean the, the stats that he's putting up now cuz he's shown that he can score he's shown he can hit threes consistently his free throw percentages come up every year he blocks shots This is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. He gets a lot of steals, and now with these assist numbers where they're at, I mean, forget it. Like, he's he's a superstar um, and, and he, I don't know what it is with them. Why occasionally he'll have a, you know, have a stinker, <laughs> unlike most superstars who are way a little more consistent. I think he's still just getting there, but I'd be really, I'm excited to have him on a lot of teams. And, and, uh, if you could still go out there and, and, and buy low, go for it. Uh, you know, I wouldn't give up, I wouldn't bet the farm on him, but, uh, you know, he's definitely someone, if, if you feel like you can get a good deal, go for it. Now, um, speaking of getting a good deal, Chris Boucher is getting a good deal with his minutes. He had 29 today. We'll get to him in a sec. The reason he had 29 was Aaron Baines started, but only had seven minutes. He had two points, one rebound. Now, he's probably already been dropped everywhere anyway. What do we say about Bainesy? Is there any chance, as in being a, you know, the Aussie, <laughs> it's a bit sad to see yeah. him any time. It is. It is. And I, I, I actually drafted Baines in a couple spots towards the end of the draft, just thinking – uh, just seeing how he played on the Suns and his three-point shot was developing. But, you know, Chris Boucher, speaking of who I would sell the farm for, uh, Chris Boucher is one of those guys. Yeah, like, He's he's incredible. I mean, he's 28 years old, which is crazy that he's been around that long. But but he reminds me a lot of Christian Wood's breakout last year. Mm, is, yeah. uh, this is Boucher's breakout. And we kind of – we saw glimpses of it. This isn't a total shock. But the fact that Baines is now getting like moved out of the lineup and, and Boucher's getting the playing time, you know, he's he's uh he's a buy for me everywhere. Yeah, I wish I had a voucher for Chris Boucher. There we go. Give me a voucher for Chris Boucher at the Grand Prix. <laughs> you know, when I when I worked in Melbourne back in the day, I worked in a wine bar and around the time of the Australian Grand Prix used to get a lot of country folk come in and uh, a guy asked for a glass of Cabernet Sauvignon and I said to him, well, <laughs> Cabernet Sauvignon coming right up. Are you in town for the Grand Prix? <laughs> <laughs> we, don't, we, have, we don't have that, but we have that peanut noiri. Yeah, peanut <laughs> noiri. Anyway, so it is Chris Boucher. God, there was a long build-up, but it's worth the wait because he had 25 points, 10 rebounds, two assists, one steal, two blocks, eight for 12 at 66.7% from the field, two for four from three, seven for eight at the foul line at 87.5%. My goodness, that's that's a first-round value game. Yeah, I mean, look at him and Chris Wood or Christian Wood. Uh, compare their numbers. The, these guys are identical players. They have they both get maybe one or two assists, so you're not getting anything in that department. But they are walking double doubles with great three point strokes, and they block everything. I mean, I think uh, Boucher had like seven blocks against the Warriors the other night. I mean, this guy is is crazy. Uh, so you know if. Yeah, it'd just be happy you had them. And like I said, if 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 you can if you got people in your league who go off names, maybe you can maybe you can steal them in a trade that way with someone with a with a better name value. But uh, he's he's starting to get into untouchable territory at this point, so you might have missed your chance.
Yeah. Um, I had an offer for him with DeAndre Ayton going out, and then I saw Baines was starting and I deleted it. I think I'll probably <sighs> put it back on. And- Didn't I tell you to take that one? Um, no, 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 no. I was that was me suggesting it. It hadn't been offered yeah. to me. Yeah. So I'll I'll put it I'll float it back out there again. I'm gonna try a few. I'm feeling confident. I feel like I'm a better guy with the waiver wire than I am with trades, but I will have a bit of a crack. Rest of the Toronto team, Kyle Lowry's a guy I've got in a few spots, and I'm pretty happy with that. He had 16 points, he had six rebounds, 12 assists. Uh, he had a couple of steals as well. He was six for 10 from the field, which you'll take because often his field goal percentage is uh, a little bit rough because of the volume of shots he takes and the volume of threes. But he was four for five from deep, which is very nice. Norm Powell is not very nice. And he had 11 points, five rebounds, one assist and one steal. Now, I'm sure he's a very nice man and he does makes very nice gifts <laughs> and he flexes his muscles very nicely. But last season, he was one of the best shooting guards in the league in terms of his field goal percentage, which is over 50%. But this season, he's shooting at like around 40%. What has happened to him? Yeah, I don't I, I don't think this is a slow start. I, I just think this is where he's at right now. And like you said, I've never met a, I never met a bad guy named Norman. So I'm sure he's a great guy. But yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't have... If you have Powell, I would definitely... There's probably better streaming options out there right now. And, and maybe at some point he gets it going. He seems like a real streaky guy. And this might just be a... a, a a cold streak, but uh, yeah, I'm not uh, optimistic that he's going to turn this around anytime soon. Speaking of guys who are high volume shooters and occasionally will stink up your uh, field goal percentage, despite being very valuable, Fred sure. Fred Van Fleet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was, this one hurt. You knew where I was going with this, didn't you? Six, yeah. six for twenty from the field at thirty percent. He was cold, and he was just going, "No, well, I, I don't care how cold I am. I'm just going to keep throwing it up there." <laughs> yeah, shoot yourself out of the slump. But, but you, what you get with him, though, is you get he still manages 17 points because he gets to the foul line and hits threes. Oh, sorry, to no foul line today, but he hit five three-pointers, uh, five for 15 from deep, but he and eight <laughs> eight assists as well. Normally, he'll get you a steal or a couple of steals uh, in there, like 1.5 sort of steals guy. He didn't have any today, but uh, overall, he was uh, serviceable despite that percentage. Yeah, I love Freddie. He's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> It's not too far away from Valentine's Day. You should be planning. It's only about a month away. Uh, you need to be ready for the big night. Now, friends at Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming are here to tell you what you need to use, the best tools for the job, so you can be ready for absolutely anything on that special day. There's already 2 million people using Manscaped products to groom. Make sure you're one of them. Uh, the best way to get started is with Manscaped's Perfect Package 3.0, full of the best products to keep you looking, smelling, and feeling nice. The Perfect Package 3.0 is led by their revolutionary third-generation lawnmower, the 3.0 trimmer, which has advanced skin-safe technology and features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Gee, we do not need any of those. Uh, The Perfect Package 3.0 will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxer shorts that will keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to Manscaped high-performance anti-chafing boxers, easily the comfiest boxers I've ever had. Complete your grooming game with a new refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped. With the same signature scent that's all in Manscaped formulas, this cologne is a perfect complement to the collection. It's the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. That's 20% off with free uh, shipping with the code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. Now, the next game on the slate is the first game in the post-James Harden era in Houston. He was there for, what, must be at least six, seven years, isn't it, in Houston? How long was he there for? The, oh, man. It feels like it feels like forever, but yeah, it's probably about six, seven years yeah. since that OKC trade. And now we can see what happens when a guy we take with as much volume as him leaves. Now, of course, John Wall was out today. Eric Gordon was out as well. But we can see what an absolute monster Christian Wood is going to be. Now, I, f- I feel not – I think I lost three Nurks today, but I've got three Christian Woods across my teams. And, gee, 27 points, 15 rebounds, one assist, three blocks, five three-pointers. God, 10 for 18 from the field. Everything is good except the three. Yeah, you gotta be, you gotta be happy uh, with that wood. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, yeah, normally he's a decent uh, free throw shooter, so uh, you know I, w- I wouldn't get too worried about the free throws. I, he's uh, a 
he's a much better free throw shooter than he than he was today. I don't know what was up with that, but he was on fire from three point range when I was watching that game. And look, this is this this could be the type of line to expect uh, with no hard in there. Someone's got to pick up the slack, and they're going to run the offense through him. I I couldn't be more excited about Wood. It's also why I think Oladipo. If you have Oladipo, get ready because I think Oladipo is going to go off in Houston. He no longer has Brogdon and uh, Warren and Sabonis around him. Um, it's really just just him and Wood because Wall Wall has been really uh, trying to facilitate a lot. Uh, so get ready for Oladipo time. But if you have Wood, just thank your lucky stars and and get ready for the fantasy playoffs. Yeah, I just wish I'd picked him up in some more dynasty leagues. I got warned off him because he's apparently a bit of a locker room weirdo and he had some issues and he's bounced around the league so much. But uh, speaking of locker room weirdos or just weirdos in general, um, DeMarcus Cousins, he doesn't look like he's going to have value, does he? He had nine points, four rebounds, two assists, one steal, only played 18 minutes despite all of the people out. Yeah, I think, you know, people, they're saying he looks like he's in great shape when he's out there, but I totally disagree. I, he looks slow. Um, he's getting by on his size and his, uh, you know, his, his court vision is is unbelievable for a big man. So, you know, he, he's getting by there. He's a great, great backup center at this point in his career. And, you know, if you need if you need those center stats and, and you're occasionally get some threes and assists out of them, you know, there's worse guys to, to have at the end of your bench, uh, depending on what type of league you're in or how competitive it is. But, yeah, I, I'm not expecting a whole lot out of him. He might he's going to he's going to have one. He's going to be one of those guys that has like this huge game and it gets everyone really excited. And then um, and then he just falls away into obscurity for like a week and then everyone just drops him again. And I think it's going to be like that for the for the year so. Uh, I'm glad to see him back and that he's out there playing, but but it's definitely not the same Cousins. And there probably isn't really anything else here worth talking about because there were so many guys out and we were expecting Oladipo to come back and Eric Gordon and John Wall, other than a shout-out to Sterling Brown, who I have in my 24-team league where I have Kyrie and I'm surviving because of Hamadou Diallo and Sterling Brown and these other guys who are going off. He had 23 points, seven rebounds, three assists, two steals, nine for 17 from the field, three three-pointers, perfect two for two from the foul line. Stella, we love you. <laughs> well, I got to quickly shout out Jay Sean Tate as yeah. a rookie. They've been playing him against centers, and tonight he had 10 assists and, and five boards. He also had two blocks. I mean, this kid, there's going to be a lot of usage to, to go around in Houston, and Tate would be um, – I mean, look, I know Gordon's out and, and Wall was out – but Tate got a lot of minutes, even when Harden was in there and everyone was healthy. I think Tate, Tate could be one of those guys who's going to uh, maybe have some sneaky end-of-the-bench value um, you might want to keep an eye on. I wouldn't rush out and, and drop anybody great for him, but but definitely keep an eye and see how it shakes out once Oladipo's there and Wall's healthy. Um, but Tate has Tate looked good all year. Yeah, this is where I go, because I have Keldon Johnson in three dynasty leagues and I have him in three redraft leagues as well. He had 29 points, six rebounds, two assists, one steal, one block, two three-pointers, 12 for 16 from the field at 75%, uh, two for three from deep, uh, and he hit three for five from the three-throw line. Gee, whiz. Yeah, I mean, this kid's legit. He he looks great. Uh, of course... Um, you know, we were talking about this earlier, you know, he's, he seems to be trading off good games with with Aldridge. But the fact that that he did this with DeRozan in the lineup, with Aldridge in the lineup, with a healthy lineup, it, I mean, he's going to be great. And he's only in his second season. Uh, the Spurs really see something in this kid and, and he's going to be a fantasy stud. If you can get him in their dynasty leagues, go out and get him. Uh, it, to cross the board stats from this kid, uh, there's going to be up and down. There's going to be some, you know, games where you know he only has like eight points and whatever, but he's still going to give you enough ancillary stats that he's definitely worth owning in, in twelve team leagues and probably even in um, I would say ten team leagues at this point too. And it's worth noting, of course, which I didn't mention, that Houston won this game. I think probably sort of all the stuff going on, we can yeah. get the actual result. They won one hundred and nine to one hundred and five off the back of that just. 
amazing game by Christian Wood and Sterling Brown as well. Just when those guys combined were like 19 of 37 on huge volume with eight three-pointers between them. So pretty amazing performances. And Tate, as you mentioned, it was really good. Uh, really good game. I only caught like bits of it. I wish I had seen more. Another guy who plays for the San Antonio Spurs is Lamarcus Aldridge. Now, he was not so good. He had 11 points, two rebounds, one assist. Um, he is somebody you're probably holding on to because if you're selling him low, you're probably not getting much back. Yeah, no, hang on to Aldridge. He'll be all right. He had a tough, tough matchup with Christian Wood tonight, and, and the Spurs really don't have anyone who can hang with Christian Wood. And and he was, I saw him trying to close out. That's why Wood hit so many threes. Aldridge just couldn't get out to him in time. So he had a lot of wide open threes. And then he's got to come down. And I saw him airball a three pointer. He was just exhausted out there trying to hang with the kid. So uh, stick with Aldridge. He's going to be better more often than not. And he's he should improve as the season goes on, as conditioning gets up there. I think these older guys are off to slow starts because they didn't have their normal preseason i don't think they're really busting their butt in the offseason i think the old the older guys are resting a lot and they they use the preseason to get back into game shape and they really didn't have that time this year so it's going to take them a little bit longer to to get their legs under them so uh, i think you'll be all right with aldridge just uh, you're gonna have to go through some games like this uh, DeMar DeRozan had 13.7 assists, one steal and one block. Uh, and he's, shout out to DeMar, whatever personal stuff he had having to go back to California. It was a quiet one coming back, but he'll be better. Lonnie Walker had 16 points, three rebounds, two assists. He remains a hold uh, as a long stream. If you've got him, I think, uh, for a while, would you say? Yeah, I mean, as long as Derek White's out, uh, Walker's a good play for sure. What about Patty Mills? He has been top 60 in nine category. He's three for 10 today, one for seven from the field, but he's been sneaky amazing. Yeah, he's a, I think he is a sell high if there ever was one. You know, he's way above his, his averages. He's up there in age. He just started the season on fire. And I don't know if tonight is maybe the start of that fire kind of going out a little bit. I mean, I hope it's just a blip and he's on a career year. But, uh, you know, <laughs> this happens every year. Some guy comes out just blazing hot. He, you know, he's everyone's like patting themselves on the back for picking him up or having him, And then the fire just goes out. <laughs> so let's see what happens with, with Patty. And I hope I'm wrong. I, I hope he has a career year. But uh, people tend to drift towards their averages, especially guys who have uh, has been around as long as he has, and we have a lot of data on him. Uh, you know, they tend to drift back towards their averages, so it's going to balance out at some point. Well, let's do this live. Would you hold him or Monty Morris um, or add Shake Milton instead of either of those or Tyrese Maxey instead of either of those? I I would hold Mills for now and just see if this really is, you know, him just – getting a great opportunity. Uh, but I but I wouldn't hang on to Morris. I, I would probably go shake for Morris. Um, because, uh, yeah, I think Shake will probably get more consistent minutes than Maxi once Seth Curry's back because, you know, Maxi still is a rookie. Mm. Okay, good stuff. Two games to go on this just wild day in the NBA. We thought it couldn't get any wilder and then we've got a big injury. We're picking up guys alive in the show. Hang with us. We're getting there. Uh, the second last game on the slate uh, is Indiana dealing out a flogging to Portland. It, it wasn't this far um, between them until Nurkic got injured. It looks like probably that's just sucked the wind out of the Blazers. They went down by 111 points to 87 uh, did you catch any of this game? You were watching it sort of as we got started. Uh, yeah, I was going back and forth between this one and the Warrior game, and uh, I didn't really get to see too much of it. Sabonis was his normal dominant self, I noticed, and and Turner, the Turner's having a career year, and and I think they're, I think you hang on to Turner at this point. I've got a lot of questions about trying to sell him, and I'm like, why would you do that? I mean. How many guys in the league can block eight shots a game consistently? Uh, so I think you hang on to Turner um, and be happy that you have him. Uh, we'll see what Levert does, but um, you know I'll let you get to the scores here in a second. Sorry, I just want to point out Edmund Sumner in uh, for Dynasty Leaguers, since it's sort of my specialty. Uh, Sumner's a name you definitely want to keep an eye on in, in Dynasty Leagues if he's available. Uh, that kid, I watched him play against the Warrior the other night. He is he's a slasher. He's fearless. Um, he's he's could use a little bit more weight on him right now, but he's going to be a good one. Yeah, and he's one I picked up in that 2014 Dynasty League where I've got like uh, the 
late round guys that I took are all really balling for me at the moment. And I picked I just picked him up as a stream this week and he had seven points, three rebounds, two assists, two steals, which is nice. He hit one three, three for eight from the field. Malcolm Brogdon is just having an absolute career year. He had 25 points, five rebounds, seven assists, three steals, three for six from the field, 10 for 18. I, I could have traded him for Kyrie two weeks ago and God damn, I wish I did. DeMontis Sabonis, 23 points. I don't know. I think you'd be happy keeping Brogdon, honestly. No, no. That's that's no. I nearly traded. <laughs> oh, you Kyrie could have traded Kyrie for, for Brogdon. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry. <laughs> yeah. And it was just the the first game that Kyrie sat out is when the offer was there. Um mm. so anyway, Sabonis is another one. These are my two biggest regrets right together, because Sabonis is the guy I took Aldridge over in one league. 23 points, 15 rebounds. I want to cry. Five assists. I'm crying. Two steals. I'm stabbing myself with a pen. 10 from 18 from the field. God help me. I'm bleeding on my leg. Uh, he missed his three-point shots. He hit three for four from the free throw line. That's the thing that's keeping – you know, he's outside the top 50 because of his three throw percentage. It, yeah, these volume free throw shooters who can't make free throws. And it's crazy because he these guys have good shots. It's, so it's all it's got to be all mental. And there, I thought guys would get better from the free throw line with no fans there. But they they seem to be getting worse this year. Mm. There's a few guys who've improved, but uh, a lot who are the same or worse. Justin Holiday had 11 points, three rebounds, one assist, one block. You can hold him if you're keeping him for steals and blocks, but he's not going to be amazing. Aaron Holiday had uh, six points and quite a few donuts, not much more. He's borderline um, streaming guy. I don't think he maintains a lot of value, especially when, when Levert comes back. Miles Turner, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. had four blocks today, 11 points, 10 rebounds, four blocks, four for 14 and missed five three-pointers, but he is still amazing. Indiana is another really interesting team for uh, on <laughs> League Pass. Doug McDermott, uh, shout out to uh, my mate Griff, who's streaming him against me this week. He had 16 points, three rebounds, three assists, and uh, he remains a long stream. He's a lot bigger than I than I thought he was. Every time I watch, I'm like, man, McDermott's a big dude. And it's weird that he got 16 points but only making one three. Normally, that's where most of his points come from. But but he's really been getting inside and using his size. For the Portland Trailblazers, as we said, Yusuf Nurkic, that's the big news. Five points, eight rebounds, two assists. He was actually doing quite well in that 20 minutes, at least filling up some boxes. But uh we expect it looks like he'll be out for at least six weeks, maybe eight weeks. He might not be back until somewhere around the playoffs. Uh, wow, there'll be more fallout from that. Let's move on. Good new, good stuff is CJ McCollum, who's been amazing, but he caught off a little bit today. He had 22 points, three rebounds, four assists, one steal. He has eight for 18. Is he a sell high? I, I, you know, if you asked me three games ago, I probably would have said yes, but he, he's kept this up. And, and, you know, there's no reason to think, I mean, he's going to cool off a little bit. So if you can, you know, get a first or second round guy for him, I'd be pretty tempted. But but I wouldn't be. I'd only I'd only sell him for someone really really good. Uh, I'm trying to think of a, a good example. Um, but man, all these guys like Kyrie Butler, they're all hurt. I don't I don't even know if I would want to even trade CJ for one of those guys right now. To be honest, uh, he looks great. Is Rocco a drop? He had three points, one uh, rebound, one assist, two steals, one block. So a bit of the MacGyver stats, but I mean, based on where you drafted him, you 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 just kind of got to hang on and take your medicine at this point because you'd hate to drop him and then all of a sudden he gets hot. Now he could be one of the major beneficiaries from this Nurkic injury if they start to uh, play smaller a little bit. Maybe he he starts to uh, you know get some more boards and blocks and. Uh, I mean, he's just been super cold uh, shooting. He, he seemed like he was coming out of it a little bit, but, um, you know, he's, he's just, he's McCollum and Lillard are just hogging all these attempts. So maybe, maybe he uh, can come to life a little bit with this Nurkic injury. So I'd give him another week or so uh, before, before fully pulling the, the ripcord. And he's also listed as a center still on Yahoo. Yeah. That that's you know that's if uh, some teams have a lot of trouble filling that center spot with a decent guy so uh, you know I mean he, he's okay to hold there I say give it give it a little bit see how this uh, Nurkic injury shakes out with the usage there 
Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I would be lying if I said I wasn't nervous. I think this is a good point because on almost all of my Yahoo leagues, I'm streaming some kind of dodgy center because you've got two, you've got two center leagues for most of them, um, except for like a few mates leagues where they've kind of, you know, set up the custom setting. So if you've got two center leagues, one of your centers is injured. If Covington is one of your players and, you know, he's just going to grab you a couple of steals and a block here and there and not get many points. That's what a lot of these center guys are doing anyway. So I would hold him. Damian Lillard cooled off a little bit today. He was incredible yesterday, but he still had 22 points, six rebounds, four assists. He was seven for 16 from the field. Mello was mayor. Um, Gary Tent Jr. was not great. But Harry Giles, only 11 minutes, but he had two steals. Uh, in 11 minutes, and he had five rebounds. Gee, if he gets 20 minutes, he's like probably a 10 and 10 guy potentially, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, with a couple blocks. So, and he was great in the preseason. I, I, um, yeah, I mean, I think he's a he's a good uh, a good pickup. I mean, I wouldn't drop anybody who's a sure thing, but if if you have someone on the end of your bench, you're kind of like not that excited about go go for it. I mean, the potential there in 20 minutes. Uh, is great. Let's blast through the last game of the evening. Uh, the Denver Nuggets pulled away in the second half in the last quarter and won 114 points to 104. For the Golden State Warriors, Steph Curry, he's just incredible, isn't he? He's going to end up in the top five almost without doubt. 35 points, 11 rebounds. Wow, he was getting the boards today. Four yeah. assists, two steals, 14 for 23 from the field, five for 11 from deep. What can you say? Yeah, uh, Steph Curry's great. He's uh, the greatest shooter of all time. He's a top five, perpetual top five fantasy person. Uh, yeah, just be just be happy if you got him because you probably got him around sixth, seventh, or eighth in your draft. So uh, yeah, good job. I got him in that dynasty league, the 24 teamer at pick 11. I'm very happy with that. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Kelly Oubre became Kelly Oubrick. Again today, he hit three for 10, uh, but he still had 14 points, five rebounds, two assists, one steal, one block. Uh, I saw some, a few people dropped him at one point. My goodness, or traded him for chips. Like I kept getting <laughs> offered absolute nonsense trades. I am not selling him. Wiggins uh, was a bit not great from the field today. Seven for 16, 16 points, three rebounds, three assists. James Wiseman now, there you go. It is worth keeping James Wiseman because he had 18 points, five rebounds, two assists, one steal, two blocks, eight for 13 from the field. You said Christian Wood Light, and that was against Jokic. And you said Christian Wood Light. That was that's a pretty good reference to those stats. You add about another 30 percent to all of that, and that was Christian Wood. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Wiseman, Boucher, Wood. You know, those guys are, are all very similar uh, builds and types of player, and. Uh, you know, Wiseman's the youngest by far um, of, of all those guys. I mean, he's 19 and uh, Boucher's 28, Woods 26 or 27. Uh, Wiseman is going to blow by those guys. He's going to be an all-star, potential Hall of Famer. Uh, no doubt in my mind, especially because Draymond Green tells me so, and I do everything Draymond Green says. So if Draymond Green said, put your head in a lion's mouth, you'd do it, would you? I'd say open wide line. Here comes my head. <laughs> what do you? I was like, Draymond, hold my phone. Take a take a picture. There you go. Uh, Nikola Jokic is probably going to end up being the number one player in fantasy basketball by the end of the season. <laughs> um, he had twenty three points, fourteen rebounds, ten assists, three steals, uh, seven for seven from the line, eight for sixteen from the field. The only thing that was bad was he missed his threes. Uh, Jamal Murray. Let's end the show by talking about him. The other was all bits and pieces. He had seventeen points. Nine rebounds, six assists, two steals, one for eight from deep. He hasn't got his shooting stroke. Six for eighteen. If you would, you consider buying low on a uh, buying low on Jamal Murray? Yeah, I mean, it, it's funny because I just got an offer with Jamal Murray in it, uh, but they wanted my Siakam and Shea Gilgis, uh, and it was like I think it was Murray. It was Jamal Murray, Dejounte Murray, and. Was it Boucher? But it was before this game. And they wanted Siakam, Shea Gilgis, and Rocco. And now I'm regretting <laughs> maybe not doing that because I because I, that's the league where I have Rocco, why I'm so want him to really pick it up now that Nurk is hurt. Um, but Shea Gilgis and, and Siakam are just too hard to, to let go. 
Um, if Murray could consistently give you five or more assists, I'd be a lot more excited about him. But most nights he seems to only get a two or three assists, which uh, really hurts you if you're getting rid of a couple point guards to get him. Uh, and his shooting's been cold. But I think if in the right situation, he he's certainly uh, certainly a buy low. And I, he could, he probably is right up there with one of the names I see the most on the Discord on uh, worked into into a trade somehow because he's he's one of those guys who still has that that name value cachet, but uh, I think there's gonna be a lot of people who regret uh, including him in those deals at the end of the year once he starts to pick it up. Well, there you go. Regrets are what we have because I wish I had more time with you to keep talking. It's always an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us, Brent the Middleman. You can find him at uh, Brent Middleman on Twitter. Go and follow him. Uh, give Scotty a follow, the Harlander23 as well. And uh, I think Scotty's he's chomping at the bit to get on a show with you at some point, by the way. Yeah, no, it'd be great to uh, get the three of us on uh, doing something like this or yeah, if he's, if he's on anything else, uh, the great thing about hoop ball is we get to kind of pop up here and there on a lot of different shows. Uh, I'm going to be on a show with David Bracey, I think uh, weekly as well. So, you know, you'll get to hear my voice uh, a couple more times a week. <laughs> it seems like, uh, but Aaron always, thank you so much for, for having me on. I really appreciate it. This is uh, one of the things I look forward to the most during the week. Thank you so much for joining us, mate. Take care and we'll see you next week. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.